You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Theater Geeks Anonymous. At this time, we ask that you turn off all cell phones, unless, of course, you're using them to listen to this podcast, in which case, please keep it on. And please refrain from any flash photography, as it is dangerous to the performers of this podcast. Please be advised that this production may contain strobe effects, loud or sudden noises, nudity, and but probably not. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't you see? It's so simple. Step one, we Google the biggest flops on Broadway. Step two, we find the crazy stories behind them. Step three, we see how they lose millions of dollars. Millions? Broadway isn't cheap. A lot of fancy people want to be producers. Step four, find out why the show won't go on. Step five, end this episode and head to Times Square. Times Square? That'll never work. Only Broadway's successes are in Times Square. Oh, 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 ye of little faith. Sweet pea, come on, dance with me. Come on, come on, come on, come on, and dance. Oh, <laughs> we're recording. <laughs> it's one of those days, you know, where oh, our brains are fried. They yes, Go, summer. You you can go. They have been sous vide inside our skulls. It's a cooking process where and you wrap the meat or whatever you're cooking inside a plastic bag and then vacuum seal it and then boil that bag. So the water doesn't actually touch the meat. It's all cooked within that packet. So it's kind of boiled and steamed, but it's called sous vide. My mom used to do that with pot roast and it was the best pot I roast. I bet. Really good. I bet. Sous vide is very trendy right now. Is it? Mm-hmm. She was doing that in the 80s, so I don't know people... Well, you know how those hipsters are. Puddle. <laughs> okay, we're surrounded by my dogs right now. And um, so they're finally starting to calm down a little bit. But, like, Sweet Pea just kept clawing my leg. <laughs> it's very annoying. She's very cute and I love her, but I can't. I can't. So, welcome. <laughs> welcome to Theater Geeks Anonymous. <laughs> the show where we chat about... Broadway flops, scandals, and new works. Who fails, who sues, we tell their story. Yeah, we do. <laughs> We're going to tell it with song. 
She's going to tell it with song. I'm going to tell it with song. Because <laughs> I don't sing. <laughs> I sing. Do. I do. <laughs> I'm just going to, every response is going to be in song to you. Okay. So I'm going to wait for you to say something else. And then, <laughs> just get away from you. And then I'll just sing. Mm-hmm. So Pamela. Yes. <laughs> What's today's show? Well, today's show. Is uh, <laughs> bloody bloody Andrew Jackson? Is that what it sounds like? Um, bloody bloody Andrew Jackson. It's like it's it. more punk rock. It's okay. so fun. Wish I had seen it, Ebony. <laughs> I do too. I've got a story tell that me. I'm going to start before I. And this is all impromptu. I'm I didn't know I was excited. going to tell it until just this moment. <laughs> so it was. I had gotten wicked. I had been offered the contract mm-hmm. and was about to leave town. So I was meeting up with all of my friends in New York beforehand and like you know just like shoving in coffee dates and lunch dates and dinners wherever I could before I left town again because I didn't know how long I was going to be away. Mm-hmm. And so I was meeting up with my friend Trista. And we were going to have dinner together. And she started talking about this show she had just seen called Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. And I was like, that sounds really weird. Like, mm-hmm. what in the world? And she goes, Pamela, I can't even describe to you what it's about. But it is so worth seeing. And at that point, it was still off-Broadway. Okay. What theater was it at off-Broadway? Um, that- I'll tell you later. Okay. Because <laughs> so I think like- it's in here somewhere. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... Off, oh, at the public. That's what I was just going to guess. And yeah. I was like, let me not. <laughs> I just feel like, yeah, yeah. The stuff I end up loving a lot is. Is it the public? the public? Yeah. Okay. So, and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> I just got to do this about a year ago. It was a one night only benefit performance. You got performance. to do Aunt Bloody Bloody Andrew uh-huh. Jackson? It was fun. Did you get so? Did you get to see it when your friend was like, "It's really worth seeing"? No, because okay. then I left, and then oh, I left town. Right. And then right, it got to Broadway and lasted a second. Yeah. So sad. That okay, was so a blink of an eye. It really was, and uh, I think I feel like we inadvertently created a theme in last season where right. the shows didn't succeed mostly because they decided not to do out of town tryouts. Yeah, which is a season. huge mistake to make. So this season, I feel like the inadvertent through line is going to be that they did do out-of-town tryouts, but they didn't succeed because, you know, it just, it, it was either not the right timing, mm-hmm. not the right ki- uh, cast, you know, the casts were, were people that people didn't know, or, you know, stuff like that, so... We'll chat about that now. Are you excited? <laughs> I am excited. You should be. So Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson was written, uh, the book was written by Alex Timbers and the music and lyrics by Michael Friedman. Uh, it is a rock musical with music and lyrics. I was just about to say all of that stuff again. You, okay. No. Wait, no, I'm going to do it though because this is okay. the fun. So you will never forget their names. <laughs> this is just the way I wrote it. You know, there was one of those yeah. moments, yeah, where you copy and paste and you're like, oops, I didn't read that. <laughs> uh, Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson is a rock musical with music and lyrics written by Michael Friedman and a book by its, by its also its director, Alex Timbers. Oh. So Alex Timbers wrote the book, but he also directed the show. The show is a comedic, historical rock musical about the founding of the Democratic Party. It redefines Andrew Jackson, America's seventh president, as an emo rock star and focuses on populism, the Indian Removal Act, and his relationship with his wife, Rachel. 
I love the way that this is for this next part is phrased. So it says, AJ kicked British butt, shafted the Indians, and smacked down the Spaniards all in the name of these United States. Who cares if he didn't have permission? <laughs> bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson creators Michael Friedman and Alex Timbers cook up an alternate universe and draws parallels to today's political and populist landscape with their musical about the seventh U.S. president. <laughs> So this is a Hamilton-type show before right. Hamilton. Right, which a lot of people, when Hamilton came out, mm-hmm. were, like, comparing it to yeah. they're Jackson. And they are different. You yeah. know, the music the music is very different. You've right. got, uh, you know, the Hamilton. rap and kind of po- right. uh, deaf it's poetry. Hip-hop. <laughs> hip-hop. Hamilton's hip-hop. Of Hamilton. Yeah. And this, is, this one is decidedly emo mm-hmm. punk rock. Um, and it's, it makes it so hysterical. I just, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It's definitely worth listening to. Uh, So the synopsis of the show, uh, Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson follows America's seventh president from his early days as a child on the wild frontier to his controversial reign in the White House. With the country divided into rich and poor and with continued skirmishes with the Native Americans upsetting pieces of the New World, Jackson begins his steady climb from military strategist to populist rabble-rouser to president of the United States. Along the way, he meets his wife, Rachel, takes on the founding fathers, and rocks like no political figure has ever rocked before! (laughs) It also asks the question, is wanting to have a beer with someone really a reason to elect? Mm. What if he's really, really hot? (laughs) That's, I mean, it's like in Hamilton, talk less, smile more. Mm -hmm. That Aaron Burr, I'd like to have a beer with him. Yeah. Oh, dear. I know populism and you know what the first song is called what populism yeah yeah like that's what it sounds like isn't that fun i have got (laughs) to listen to this you should you can definitely find it on pandora um spotify question spotify yes oh actually spotify is where i listen to it so probably pandora but definitely spotify and i think that there are some videos i'm not sure from the production but i know that there are videos from like um Good Morning America type shows where they performed. So you can find those on YouTube as well. Uh, the production of Andrew, uh, Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. I have to say the whole thing because <laughs> I can't just be Andrew Jackson. Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson opened off Broadway in May 2009 at the Public Theater in New York in a concert version and returned to run from March 23rd in previews to June 27th of 2010. As I mentioned before, Alex Timbers, who wrote the book, also directed the show. Danny Mefford was the choreographer, and Justin Levine was the music director. The show premiered on Broadway at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater, with previews starting on September 21st, 2010, uh, and opening night October 13th, 2010. Many of the cast from the off-Broadway production reprised their roles, including Benjamin Walker in the title role. He, he was an American Psycho. Yes, which will he also was. be on this season. Yes, it will. <laughs> this and this kid is amazing. He's so perfect <laughs> in that kind of anti-hero kind of role. Mm-hmm. Uh, that bloody bloody Andrew Jackson was that American Psycho is you know like he's just really he fits that to a T. Despite the positive reviews and the early Tony buzz, the musical ended up closing on January 2nd of 2011 after only 120 performances. 
Critics blamed the poor economy during the show's run and its unorthodox story and presentation for the show's failure to build popularity on Broadway. The show, which cost four and a half million, which actually... Oh, that's not a lot at it's all. It's not at Holy all. Holy jeez. It's a very small cast. Like, for that... What, what year was that again? 2011. 2010, four 2011. Million. That's... Wow. That's it. That's I so know. cheap. I know. Uh, so it can be done. <laughs> wow. Um, but it does ultimately close at a loss, okay. unfortunately, uh, according to the New York Times. The reception, you know... It was received mostly positively. The New York Daily News called it bloody entertaining, and Benjamin Walker was magnetic and energetic, um, applauding the show for its lightweight and silly atmosphere. The New York Times noted that there's no show in town that more astutely reflects the state of this nation than bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson. And that's very true, too, because that was the time that I think Donald Trump was just starting to be, you know, to kind of put himself out there as possibly like he wasn't running yet because nobody right. was running yet but he right. was like maybe I'll do it you know right. that kind of thing okay yeah um, that's true so it really it, it, and who's more a populist than Donald Trump at this point well. <laughs> we're not going to talk about politics we keep going down that rabbit <laughs> oh, we hole won't, we won't okay <laughs> uh, we won't uh, the New York Times Variety uh, Entertainment Weekly I almost said ew because I just I put just Hi, the E-W. initials <laughs> I just put the initials, so, like, all, all I wrote was NYT, Variety, Ew, Chai Try. <laughs> Chai Try. That's Chai the Chai. Chicago Tribune. Um, they all loved it. The Associated Press, though, was on the fence. And although I think that's mostly from feeling confused by the show, their review... Um, well, I'll just read it to you. It says, The whole thing is just plain odd. This show walks a fine line between parody and sincerity, between mocking musicals and yet embracing them, between promoting stereotypes and yet laughing at them, between respect for history and having none at all, and uh, between making fun of rock stars and yet producing one. It sometimes falters, yet never loses its swagger. It's very true. You know how the show South Park takes no prisoners? Like, everyone is up right. for, you know, they can make fun of anybody. Mm-hmm. There's nobody is fair game. And this is the kind Everybody's of musical. Everybody fair game, you mean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is fair game. Yeah. Thank you. This is, the, this is that musical, too. It's where, you know, they are simultaneously making um making fun of how Andrew Jackson is being this like little bratty emo kid okay. who you know lost his toys and now doesn't want to play with anybody and now nobody gets to keep their toys that kind of okay. thing yep. but also saying what a great idea it was for him to become president because then he was able to achieve all of these things and by achieve all of these things he basically decimated things. the entire native nation. Right. It's not it's not good things. It's not good things. It was good I think to the people at the time because they needed something to happen, but in in hindsight it was a tragic tragic event. I feel like this would be I feel like maybe right now is due for a revival. I think I if think somebody it, yeah. Would, mm, I would say it's maybe revival time. For, I think so. I think we're in a good place Whoever's for listening. Andrew Jackson to right? come back. I think so too. Well, I and mean ultimately, the show, not the actual Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. Right, because that would be weird. <laughs> that would be weird, and <laughs> that would be called zombie zombie any, Andrew Jackson. It would, and we don't want anything he did to happen again. No. 
Um, that was <laughs> when we did it last year at Theater Horizon in Norristown, Pennsylvania. It was just a one night only, you know, benefit concert. Mm-hmm. But the reason they did it at that time was because we hadn't had the elections yet. Yeah. We were having the campaigning and it was so it was so closely paralleling yeah. the exact scenario of the campaign that we Freaking were love just when art going does through. That. It me makes too. me the happiest. <laughs> I love when art does that. It's like because I just feel like um, I, I feel like art is a thing that we have in this world that is is very like it, it's it's just like this otherness. Mm-hmm. If I if I can, I'm trying to like word this right, but it's just like something that God implants in people. <laughs> it's it's like this drive and this passion to create art and to create theater and to create music. And choreograph and like all of the the things that are that are like performing in fine art, like they're just, it's like they're they're like born into you. It's like you have mm-hmm. to be able to create them. And so, well, it that, is literally the only thing that separates us from an animal. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, so like when I see that like somebody had this idea and they created something that so clearly just like proves to me <laughs> that it's such an otherness that it's like outside of ourselves that that the ability and desire to create like comes from outside of ourselves yeah and then it's like like I feel like God knew what was coming down the pike <laughs> and so he's like Alex write this right even though maybe <laughs> Alex might not you know believe the way I do but it's just like mm-hmm. this otherness takes over and is like you need to create this thing and then here we are years later and that thing he created several years ago is perfect for right now and it's just it's true. And I you know love what? when that happens. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I will honestly say, too, that's how I feel about The Handmaid's Tale. I can't even watch it because I'm like, oh, I read it in college and I was like, oh, and now I'm like, oh, God, this is I mean, when when was that book written? Uh, Do you remember? Well, so I read it in like 2000 and I mean, it was like the late 1900s, right? It was no. It was no, earlier because, than that? Because no later. Because Margaret oh. Atwood is still alive and she's oh. like working so on like the, the show 1990- and she's like in, It was in two thousands? She's in the let me let me look read. it up. Yeah. I don't want to sound stupid. Margaret Atwood <laughs> is in the show. Oh. Yeah. Who is she? I she was like in a couple of scenes, but I think um she's one of the handmaids or something, but I'm I'm sure that she huh. she was on, on the show. Okay. So I was thinking that it was written in the 80s, but I am completely off then. Let me see. Okay. So th- this is what she looks like. If that helps you place her on the show. Oh, I think I, s- I saw her. 
1985. I was okay, right. So it, so was, it was written in the 80s. Okay, good. So I wasn't too... <laughs> I was going to be like, oh, it was but, written in 2000? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, no. no, it was written in 1985. Yeah. So, like, this was long enough ago. That was 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, long enough ago that you just kind of read it and it's just a book. But you read it again and you watch the show and it's scary how close we are to something like that happening. Right. It's scary. And I think watching the show for me, it, it got so, I got so anxious watching. Like it was little, and I was like, it was so good. And I had to keep watching it. But it was like every episode, I was like, please just end. Please just end because I can't, I can't watch this anymore. But I have to watch it. Did, like it was. Did you read the book? Have you read I the never book? read the book. But I'm definitely going to okay. because it's such a good show. It's that I was at a. Uh, Stephen Schwartz concert a few months ago and I was sitting next to this lady who had started watching Handmaid's Tale and I haven't watched the show yet but like I said I did read the book in college and so she said you have to just tell me you have to tell me (laughs) how like does do things change like is she gonna like take over like is there gonna be a revolt I said well it's just open-ended and so, obviously, like, the show's going to have to, like, continue to go mm-hmm. and, like, go past where the book went. But it's, like, this thing of, <laughs> it's, like, you know, he Margaret was, like, I don't I, know. I don't know what's going to happen. You tell me you what's going to happen. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, same thing with 1984 and Animal Farm. Yeah. You know, you don't have this great happy ending where everything goes back to normal. You have this ending that is, like, slightly creepy and yeah. slightly terrifying, yeah. really, if you think about it. Because things have changed. And because they have changed, they have become normalized. And because they have become normalized, right. we can never go back to what used to be. That's right. And that is the, that is the most terrifying thing in the right. world. But I think my point in bringing that up is because art is able to tell us mm-hmm. what history has yet to tell right. us. And it can either help us to avoid it Mm-hmm. Or it can push us right down the pipeline. It just depends on how we receive it, how mm-hmm. we look at it, and how how motivated we are to make sure that it, it doesn't happen. And that it doesn't happen, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I tell you what it's like. You give me the option of being a handmaid or going to the colonies, and I'm going to choose the colonies. Is the co- the colonies is like <laughs> well, a the colonies concentration is, camp? They tell them that the colonies is like an irradiated area that you basically die very slow and painful death yeah. of just like your skin sloughing off and you just die. Mm-hmm. And I th- I would rather do that. I'm sorry, that's just me. I'm not gonna. You know, it's the the idea and the idea also that the premise is that they put this to a, a biblical background makes me even more horrified by it. Like, the actions of these people. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. So we were talking about bloody, bloody interjection. <laughs> but it's hard because, like, you know, it's art is that. You know, yeah. it, art art makes people feel. Art makes people... Yeah. Good art. Good art. Yeah, good and bad, really. Well, that's true. If, you know, <laughs> if it's bad, you're like, oh, you feel real bad <laughs> that you wasted that time. You are feeling the pain of that time exactly. wasted. But yeah. I think the true test of a of a really good piece of art is that you leave and you can't stop thinking about it Mm -hmm. and that goes for a show that goes for a book that goes for a piece of of, like a physical piece of art that you can look at (laughs) 
Um, Ebony, I'm sorry, your face just then puddle sat he's down, like and he's the heavy dog, but he's but like... He, he, like, the way he did one of his legs just was, like, an elbow into my, and yeah. it hurt. He does. I'm going to take a picture of you, because <laughs> this is really cute. I'm trying to record with him on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> it's really adorable. Anyway... So, I mean, we have definitely digressed, but I think also it's still in the vein of that. Of course. But Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson is one of those shows. I mean, they they don't take any prisoners. There's um, there's a really awesome song called The Corrupt Bargain that is... I, I'm not kidding you. Like, there's three girls singing... Andrew Jack, you know, like, and they'll sing about all these things. People, the corrupt bargain is the backroom deal that is made between all of the political figures of the time. So Henry Clay, um, Thomas Jefferson, exactly. But basically, you know, that of course Thomas Jefferson was in that room too. (laughs) Of course he was. He liked his with all his backroom deals. Mm -hmm. Why Um, is there not a musical? Okay, I want somebody. I mean, I'm a writer, so maybe I could do it, but I would like somebody to write a Thomas Jefferson musical, and the only stipulation is you absolutely must put David Diggs in the lead role. <laughs> He's so good. He's perfection. Yeah. He really is. <laughs> uh, but so the corrupt bargain is the backroom deal that they make to get John Quincy Adams elected instead mm-hmm. of... Andrew Jackson and so but it's all done behind closed doors and they're doing it so that Andrew Jackson won't be president so like it's it's very yeah. corrupt it was a very corrupt time I mean still happening absolutely with what lobbyists, people tried to do I mean that's Trump. what a lobbyist is yeah and it's what they were trying to do with Trump mm-hmm. but it didn't work it didn't work. Um, but it's all set to this music that is just the opposite <laughs> of what you're watching. It's, I mean, it's so really, great. it's very funny. It's really well written. It's very smart, but it definitely makes you leave going, oh, yeah. like seriously, because one man getting elected had the, the consequence of the Trail of Tears, which was the decimation yeah. of, of the people. Native American people. Yeah. The decimation. Like, it's... I, I mean, that... So, on that point, yeah. there was actually quite a bit of controversy um, surrounding the show. The original off-Broadway run was criticized by the Native American community at large, and a production in Minneapolis in June of 2014 faced public protest by the new Native America... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, the new Native Theater... At the Fountain Theatricals, a student uh, a student organization at Stanford University dedicated to musical theater and performing arts education, canceled its production of the show for their fall 2014 semester production due to pressure from the Stanford American Indian Organization, or SAIO, um, who voiced their concerns about the use of offensive caricatures in Native people, regardless of the satirical style of the show. Because I will defend the show by saying... They make fun of everybody, mm-hmm. but they, I mean, it's, it is a very touchy subject still to the Native American people. Well, because and we're rightfully still so. doing them wrong. Because we're still doing it. We're still douchebags to them. Yes. Ugh, awful. 
Um, and uh, Rally Little Theater canceled their 2015 season's production of Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson and replaced it with Hedwig and the Angry Inch, claiming a lack of support from the local members of the Native American community. So they switched out That's Bloody hilarious. Bloody Andrew Jackson Perfect. for Hedwig. <laughs> Because the other one was too controversial. That's hysterical. I know. But it is, I mean, it is interesting. Um, I obviously can't speak to how the Native American people feel. Um, I do recommend that if you have the opportunity to listen to the music, it's definitely worth listening to. If you can get your hands on the script, it's definitely worth reading Mm -hmm. because of what we were just speaking of Mm -hmm. that, you know, if we don't know what happened in the past, Mm -hmm. we will never be able to prevent it in the future. That is what, you know, that is what history, that's why history is so important Um, so that we can learn from our mistakes and hopefully, you know, move, move against those mistakes in the future. Mm Uh, however, I do also want to be sensitive to the right. fact that there, there is a sect of people that are um, that are shown in this production in a not great light. Uh, everyone's shown in a not great light, to right. be honest, because they really just shine the light on the truth of it. Right. But I also, you know, I do want to be sensitive. It's difficult, though, because it's, it is musical theater and that's what we talk about. Right. And that's what we love so much. But man, I do wish I had seen it. I wish I had seen it. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I know, and I wish that I had been able to see it too. Although being in it was fun. There's this character that I played called the storyteller, who's just like the narrator of it. So he just sat in a little armchair off to the side of the and stage. Basically watched the show and like had <laughs> yeah. But it was also like you know because the storyteller and Andrew Jackson will at some points interact mm-hmm. because he'll overhear her telling a story, but telling it you know you know putting him in a bad light or mm-hmm. you know telling a story a little you know slightly askew mm-hmm. from what it is or just being slightly annoying and so. At one point, he shoots her. <laughs> like dead? Or... Yeah, dead. Like with an arrow through the chest. No! Like she's dead. <laughs> but even that's funny. Well, like, right, the way and that's that accurate happens. to the character. And it's very accurate. I mean, well, it, you know, all, by all accounts, you know, Andrew Jackson's childhood, if, you, if it is to be believed what we are reading in history, you know, the bulk of his family died in of cholera when they were living in Tennessee, but his mom and dad both died, I think from native American attacks. Um, and so that was where his, his hatred of the people started was in his formative years. So, you know, it's, it's not unbelievable that he would grow up to be the president and that would be the first thing on his agenda. Doesn't make it right. No. Two wrongs don't make a right. No. I not, remember my mom telling it's not me how that. Math works. Nope. 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 Two wrongs make two wrongs. That's right. That's actually how math works. <laughs> <laughs> two plus two <laughs> equals wrong. <laughs> Anywho. But that's that's bloody bloody Andrew Jackson. A, a fascinating story. It is fascinating. And it's even more like I haven't even 
you know, like it, when I was reading the synopsis online, I think Wikipedia goes through the entire show, like from scene to scene to scene uh, and all through, like basically what the libretto would tell you if you got the cast recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a cast recording, but like I said, it is available on Spotify too, so you can listen to it there. But it's it's fun, and it's you know, it's not like any Broadway show that you've ever heard before. Right. It's a complete departure. So it's, was that before or after? American Idiot, though. When was American Idiot? Do you American, remember? It was, it was, American Idiot was, I know it was on Broadway in 2010. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if it opened in 09 or if it opened in 2010. I'm going to look it up right now. Because that obviously is Green Day. So you mm-hmm. have the rock, emo. Yeah, that alternative yeah. punk sound, uh, grunge, I guess. And then Bloody Bloody was 2011? Uh-huh. Okay, so... Well, Bloody... Uh, let me bring it up. Because they first opened in May 2009. So they may have oh, been the first. Public. Uh-huh. Okay. And American Idiot... Let me pull up Wikipedia. Uh, in March of 2010. So almost okay. a year later. So Bloody was first. Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson was first. But then Bloody was on Broadway after American Idiot. Yes. Okay. But it's not, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's the same just because Green Day, they were Green Day songs put to a show, right? In American Idiot. Right. So it was like a Green Day album put on stage. This is all original music. Okay. It just happens to be in that same rock punk, Mm -hmm. grungy, emo Right. alternative style but i like i'm just saying musically oh i got gotcha. musically there are they similar yes okay yeah i would say they are okay i would say they are okay. there you go so <laughs> hey do us a favor check us out on facebook at theater geeks anonymous you can also follow us on twitter at tga B-way. <laughs> uh, we're also on itunes Please. And SoundCloud if you have Android. Android. We found and that out in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on SoundCloud, you can follow us. Uh, and then on Twitter, or I'm sorry, not on Twitter, on iTunes, you can subscribe. Please also rate and review. Please. So that we can either be a new and noteworthy, which uh, actually I think is ending soon. Okay. Um, but it'll keep that, us like up on the, yeah. you know, as people search for different new podcasts, we'll be like right at the top of the list if you if you keep rating and reviewing keep as rating. well. Yeah, and please share, share, share. Yes, Tell please do. Tell all your theater friends who you <laughs> think will be interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it is my hope to get us on Stitcher this season. <gasps> that would be amazing! Yeah. There's I just woke more... up my dogs with that voice. <laughs> they just like popped up their heads. <laughs> That's hey, my next project. Also, if you have any questions or comments, corrections, uh, stories, if you got to see Bloody Bloody Andrew yes. Jackson, you please let me know by sending us an email at tgabway at gmail.com And that's it. That's it. Alright, bye guys. Bye! <laughs> 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.